this morning, good morning, Sunday morning, glad to to be in the service, amen. amen. I, I miss singing that song, glad to be in the service one more time, glad to be um, in the household of faith again, amen, um, to wake up and say, still in the household of faith, praise amen. God. I mean, you know, the Bible says that God is a keeper. Um, he is the shade upon our right hand. God keeps us. Amen. And so not only did he save you, he's keeping you. Um, he saved me. He's keeping me. And I praise God for his keeping power that um, I went to bed last night, saved, woke up this morning, still saved. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Um, had a problem or situation, went into that problem, saved came out saved praise the lord amen um there's a lot of things that change in this life um but god doesn't god said that he is the lord god and he and he changes not and that jesus christ is the same today yesterday and forever and so you know once you make your election sure um be confident that god will keep you amen he will preserve you in all situations and so on this morning i'm glad i'm kept praise god amen. amen and i'm glad that you're kept um in the care of god and so we praise god on this on this sunday morning last sunday in august and it's august 30th amen jasmine's birthday jasmine's birthday praise the lord happy birthday to our youngest daughter the <laughs> best youngest daughter we have amen <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Um, Jasmine, uh, we won't tell how old she is. You don't care. Yeah, but I do. I'm not going to reveal that. So, <laughs> praise God. It's her birthday, though. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. <laughs> praise the Lord. And so we thank God for bringing her to another year. Um, and obviously also thank God most of all for blessing us with her. Amen. Um we praise God for all the people that God has placed in our lives. I don't think that's something we do enough of, and that is to thank God for the people in our lives. Yeah. We're, we, we take too many things for granted, and it's amazing how we take some of the most important things for granted. Some of the people in your life are the most important, most valuable gifts <clears throat> that God has given you. Amen. It's not the car. It's not the house. It's not the job. It's not the promotion. It's not the money. Uh, it's none of those things. Some of the most important things that God has given unto you are the wonderful people that he's placed in your life. And so we should spend more time being thankful for that. Amen. So um, let's just thank God right now for the people in our lives. Amen. Amen. Um, they may not be perfect, but neither are you. Amen. Neither am I. Um, but they're good to us, amen, and good for us. And so we praise God for the good people, and we don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about those who have not been good to us or for us, amen? Amen. Um, put those out of your mind, and thank God for those people who are blessings in your life, amen. And so um, on today, this last Sunday in August uh, 2020, um, we're going to follow God on this morning into Psalm 34. So that's where we're going on this morning. 
Psalm 34, a Psalm of David, amen. Uh, David wrote many of the Psalms. He did not write all of them, praise God. We just say that because there have been times you hear someone say, David wrote the Psalms. He didn't write all of them, amen. Amen. Um, he wrote some of them, and truth be told, God wrote them all, but he inspired David to write some of them. And, and Psalm 34 is one of those, and we're going to look at that today together. Um, and we're going to talk today about staying focused in these, in these times. Amen. Staying focused in these times. Because these are some trouble, troubled times. These are some challenging times. They continue to be. And we must, not need to, not should, we must Amen. stay focused. Amen. Amen. We we must stay focused in these times. Amen. As troubling as they are, as challenging as they are, as daunting as they are, we have to stay focused. And so that's what the Lord's going to talk to us today. And we're coming out of Psalm 34, and we're going to read verses 4 through 7. So let's look at that together. I'll be reading in the King James Version. Praise God on this morning. Um and it says this, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. Amen. Amen. So we praise God for the reading of the word. Let's pray this morning. Father, we bless your name and we yes, thank you, Father. God, for the word that we just read, oh God. We thank you, God, that your word is anointed, that your word is spiritual food unto us. It is the bread of life. Father, we're praying now, God, that your word will be true, that you said that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Yes, Father, Father, we come hungering and thirsting for you and for your righteous word, your righteous cause. And Father, we ask you now to fill us. Fill us with wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Fill us with revelation. Fill us with hope. Fill us with strength, oh God. Yes, fill us Father. with faith. And Father, we just thank you, God, right now for speaking unto us from heaven and building us up, strengthening us, and encouraging us, teaching us your more excellent way. Father, I pray your blessing upon everyone under the sound of my voice. I yes, pray, God, Lord, for those who are listening Jesus. now and those who will listen hereafter. Father, God, give us all revelation and insight. And Father, I pray that you will use me, strengthen me uh, for your cause right now, O oh God. Yes, and Father, Father, I count it a privilege and an honor to share your word and to speak about the awesome God that we serve. Cannot do it alone. And so, Father, I ask for the help of the Holy Spirit, and I give you praise as I receive it all now. And we give you glory for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, so we're talking about staying focused in, in these times, um, challenging times, as we talked about. Um, and, you know, interesting, on this week, um, I, I, I'm a sports fan. I know others who um, are sports fans as well. And on this week, if you are a sports fan, you know, the biggest story in sports this week was the athlete boycott. We saw um, the athletes simply refused to play. 
Um, and it started with the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA, if you're a basketball fan. And that was in response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And the Bucks started the ball rolling. They said, we're not playing today. Mm -hmm. um, and that was followed by all of the teams that are in the so-called bubble in Orlando. All the NBA teams, and they're playing playoff games, decided, the players did. It wasn't the team decision. The players decided, we're not playing. We're not playing today. Um, that was followed by a number of baseball players and their teams also not playing. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know what day that was. It was Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. Um, we're not playing. Um, then it was, you know, WNBA uh, teams didn't play. Um, had soccer teams that didn't play. You had um, the number one tennis player, female tennis player. Uh, she didn't play. They're not playing today. Mm -hmm. um, and not only did they not play on that day, the NBA was out for like three days. They didn't return until yesterday. Um, and, you know, some of the athletes have now come back and they're all playing again. But they boycotted. And they boycotted um, because of what's going on in our country. Uh, as you know, a lot of athletes are trying to use their platform to help advance the cause of social justice and racial equality. And they said, you know, a lot of things are happening around here that just aren't right. And so they boycotted. Now, some people said, well, what, what are you doing? That doesn't accomplish anything. But I, I would suggest this, that many people, including myself, watch sports and we also entertainment the same way we we watch sports as a way of as being diverted sports is a diversion for us yes. entertainment is a diversion for us a diversion from what a diversion from reality right for a few hours while we watch that sporting event or we watch that movie or we watch that concert right we don't have to deal with the reality of the life around us. Sports is a, a diversion. It takes our mind off of things. And, you know, for those who say, well, what did the athletes accomplish? Um, see, these athletes are saying, we care about what's going on in our society. Mm -hmm. And what's going on in our society keeps happening and we're not happy about it. And so what they were saying when they, when they declared that they weren't playing was they said to the American public, the viewing public around the world, we won't be your diversion today. That's what they were saying. We won't be your diversion today. We're not going to allow our games to divert you from the issues that are so important. We care about them enough, and we believe that by us playing, it gives everyone who watches us an opportunity to take their mind off of those issues mm. for a few hours. And if you watch game after game after game, you can pretty much take your attention off of those issues for the entire day. And what they were saying was, we won't be your diversion today. Mm. Yeah. We're not playing. So instead of watching us and being away and, and, and using us as an escape from some of these important realities, 
We don't want to help you do that. We're not playing today. We won't be your diversion today. And that's what they were doing. Yes. Now, if we're if we're honest, we have many diversions in our lives, right? Um, diversions, and when you think about diversions, diversions are those things that um, um, turn us or turn something aside from its course. Because it's not just a person that can be diverted; other things can be diverted. But you know, you you have a course, and 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 if you turn it aside from its course, it can be diverted. Right. So a ship can be, you know, going in a certain direction. But if there's a iceberg or something in the middle of the ocean or whatever, then the ship has to turn aside. It got diverted. Mm -hmm. It got taken off its course by the iceberg. The iceberg now was a diversion. It's something that takes it, it takes us off our course. It, it turns something aside from its course. How many of us over the course of our lives have been diverted? Right. You've been going along a certain way. You've been on a certain course. Maybe some people were on their way to getting their college degree and then they got diverted. They got taken off off their course. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some people were, you know, on their way to building a career and for whatever reason got taken off of their course. They got diverted. So a diversion is something that can take you off your course. But also a diversion is something that that um, it's an activity that takes your mind off of serious concerns. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, the sports comes in and the movies come in, because many of us use sports and movies and social media and recreation and the gym and shopping and those types of things to take our mind off of serious concerns. Yes. Those things, and, and if we do that enough, those things become diversions for us. Yes. It, it, it takes our focus away, and we want it to, because we, in a lot of ways, we don't want to deal with the issues that are in front of us. But here's the thing that, that, that we have to make sure about, and that is, we all have a course for our lives that has been determined by God. You yes. know, God told Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew I knew you and I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to mm -hmm. the nations. What God is saying is before you got here, I knew you. <laughs> Glory to God for that. Before I got here, God knew me and God set me apart and appointed me to accomplish certain things in the earth. Same right. thing for you, mm -hmm. same thing for everyone, mm -hmm. right? He knew you before you got here. He set you apart before you got here and he appointed you or ordained you to do certain things in the earth. Right. Mm -hmm. God has a plan for your life. God says, I know the plans I have for you. God has plans for our lives. Amen. Um, and so, but the diversions that now we want to talk about are the things that take us, can take us off of those courses mm -hmm. that God has place for our life, that plan that he has for us to fulfill. Um, some of these things are diversions. Some of the things that we're choosing to do, glory to God, we're choosing to do them are not helping us stay on our course. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we recognize those things and make a course correction. Amen. And so that those things don't divert us. The other thing, though, it's not only the decisions that we make, but we have an enemy. 
an enemy called Satan, the devil, who is always looking to get us off of our course. Right. Right. And so not only do we have to be mindful of the activities that we engage in and whether or not they are keeping us on our course or serving as a diversion and taking us off of our course. Um, we also have an enemy who's trying to get us off yes. course, mm -hmm. right? And his name is Satan. And, and he's been doing that from the very beginning, yeah. right? You know, no matter if you want to go to the garden or to the wilderness, because in the garden, he sidled up next to Eve and said, has God really said? Right. What was he trying to do? Get her off course. Mm -hmm. God didn't really say that. And how many times does God, does Satan come next to us and try to get us to question what God has said? Right. Right. Has God really said? Is that what the Bible really means? Right? He's trying to get us off course. Mm -hmm. Right? And of course, you know, we saw he did, he went even further with Jesus in the wilderness mm -hmm. where he used temptation. What was he trying to do? Get Jesus of course. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us that when Jesus went into the wilderness, that he fasted for 40 days and was hungry. And it specifically told us he was hungry. And then Satan comes and the first thing he says was, turn these stones into bread. Mm -hmm. In other words, satisfy your desire. Satisfy your hunger. Right. Satisfy your personal needs. Turn stones into bread satisfy your personal needs satisfy your desire yes not god's satisfy mm -hmm. your desire and satan is coming up to us all the time telling us to turn stones into bread when he's telling us to satisfy our own desire. desires mm -hmm. right you want to tell someone off so satan comes and tells you <laughs> turn that stone into bread yes satisfy yourself tell them off give them a piece of your mind God's will may be for you to refrain, may be to forgive, may be to forbear, may be to show mercy. But see, your desire is to tell him off. That's your stone. And Satan wants you to eat your stone. He, he wants you to eat that thing, but he says, turn it into bread. So, so go ahead and tell him off. Right? Go ahead and, right. and tell him off. Um, you know, he, he tries to tempt us. Why? Because it's a diversion. If he can, if he can get you out of the will of God, he's getting you off the course of your life. Amen. God shows us the pathway to life. Uh, the Bible says, right? He shows us the pathway to life. Um, and so Satan's trying to get us off that path. Turn these stones into bread. Um, then he also told Jesus what? Jump down from off here, mm -hmm. right? Yourself up. Yeah, throw yourself off the cliff. God will catch you, right? And Jesus said, don't tempt the Lord your God. And then finally, he wanted Jesus to worship him. And Jesus told him, get thee behind me, Satan. Yes. Right? But what was Satan trying to do? He was trying to divert Jesus off the mm -hmm. course of his life. He was trying to get Jesus to tempt God. He was trying to get Jesus to worship him instead of worshiping God only. All of those things, right? He was trying to get Jesus off the course that God had ordained for his life. And so we see that, you know, we know that we have diversions. We have diversions in ourselves in terms of some of the things we may want to do. Um, but we also have an enemy who's trying so hard to pull us and yank us and deceive us 
off the course that we're supposed yes. to be on. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that we have to realize too. Not every diversion, because this is so important to understand, not every diversion is evil in and of itself. It's not bad necessarily. Right. right. Right? It's not necessarily bad. Look, we talk about sports. There's nothing inherently evil about sports. Mm -hmm. Or if you or a movie, a wholesome movie or whatever you want to watch on Netflix or something. It may not necessarily be anything bad with that. Or with social media or with video games or other games. Mm -hmm. they, they, and I'm not saying I'm not speaking on all video games. I don't know all video games. But I'm just saying, you know, you're playing Madden, for example, you know, a football game or FIFA, you know, there may not be anything wrong with the video game and even right. playing the game. So, but it can yet still can be a diversion. So diversions aren't something that you got to watch out like for evil all the right. time, right? So that's why I said before, we started by saying there's things that we allow ourselves to be diverted. And then we talked about Satan. Satan brings the evil. Right. But there's certain things that in and of themselves aren't evil, but yet can still be diversions. And those many times are the ones we need to be most on guard for because we'll look at them and say, there's nothing wrong with this. And so therefore we think it's fine to continue doing it. And it's, 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 and it could be the timing of doing it or how much time you're doing it. That's the problem and not the activity itself. For example, in the Bible, um, Jesus went to Martha and Mary's house, mm -hmm. right? And um, he was going there to have dinner, and Martha was cooking dinner, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she got upset. Master, tell my sister, tell Mary to get up and help me. And, and Jesus told her, he said, Martha, you're, you're careful and anxious about many things. He said, you're concerned about many things. And there's even some translations to say that you are distracted by many, many things. things. Right. Mm -hmm. She allowed cooking dinner and cooking dinner for Jesus to serve as a distraction from hearing the word. Because Jesus said, your sister has chosen that good part that shall not be taken from her. And we know that Mary has decided I'm sitting here and I'm going to listen to Jesus speak. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and Jesus said she's chosen the good part, whereas Martha allowed cooking to divert her attention away from Jesus. Is there anything wrong with cooking? No. no. Is there anything wrong with cooking for Jesus? No. But it, in that situation, it was a diversion. Yes. And that's the thing that we have to be concerned about and careful about, that there are some things that in themselves are not bad. Mm -hmm. They're not evil, but they yet and still can be diversions and will take our focus off of where it should be. And right now in these times when there's so many things going on and there's so much evil being stirred up in this world, our focus needs to be razor sharp, right? Um, I want to look at something in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians 6. Something that the Apostle Paul said that is, is very instructive for us today. And I'm going to be very careful okay. with <laughs> the places in the Bible I said I'm going. We had a joke on, um, what was it, Wednesday yes. during Bible study when I said that I was in 1 Corinthians and I meant 1 Thessalonians, right? Yes. And then I was 
<laughs> I was in Romans 7, and I'm looking at Romans 7 and 14, and I said, Romans, what? 17. 17. And I thought my wife was losing it, and, and you know, she went back and she played the videotape. <laughs> it turns out that the brother was losing it, amen. And so I've got to be very careful. So I told my wife, I've got to be very careful from here on, amen. But I had to say that, amen. Why? Because I had made a mistake. Um, and here's the thing I made a mistake, but so what? Amen. I'm going to tell you right now you can be, we can be freed from the fear of making a mistake. And freed from the fear of doing something wrong once you reconcile and, and acknowledge that you're going to make more mistakes in the future and you'll be wrong again so if that's the case why get all messed up over this mistake or this wrong right it's a freeing thing mm -hmm. i find that people who 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 don't like you pointing out their mistakes somehow think that they, they, they try to act as if they don't mess up. Listen, we all mess up. So what? Yeah. Thank God for grace. Mm -hmm. Thank God for mercy. Amen. So instead of trying to act like you're perfect, embrace your imperfections as a yes. human being. Mm -hmm. And then thank God for his grace and his mercy that allows you to succeed and to triumph and to prosper in spite of. Amen. Yes. Amen. So yeah, so I, I made some mistakes in our uh bible study on 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 uh on wednesday and so what and not that i don't care or that you know i don't want to lead anybody astray but listen if somebody really thinks there's a roman 17 we got issues amen <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen but anyway we're in first corinthians chapter six let's look at verse 12 because we're talking about diversions and things that look like Martha's cooking and that's not bad and sports might not be bad. But look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. He says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. That word expedient means helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul's not saying all things, like he can do everything, right? There's certain things that God forbids, right? Certain things that God says not to do. But as a Christian, we have liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So Paul is saying, I can do a whole bunch of things, yes. right? Mm -hmm. I can do a whole bunch of things. But not everything that I can do that's permissible is helpful. Yes, That's something to keep in mind. So that's why... When it comes to sports or social media or your phone or bowling, golf, whatever it is that, that we may choose to do, it's, we don't have to get caught up in whether or not that activity is wrong. Yeah. It could be lawful. It could be permissible, but it may not be helpful. Yes. Playing golf every Saturday, you know what I mean? may not be helpful depending upon where you are in your life because God may want to be, get your attention Mm -hmm. Right. And these things are diverting you from getting the attention. You see how right. that is? Mm -hmm. So those are the things that we have to look out for. And those are the dangerous ones because it's the it's the so-called innocent things. It's the permissible things. Well, I can do that. Right. Of course you can. Mm -hmm. That's not the question. All things may be lawful. That thing may be lawful. But is it helpful? Right. Right. And look what he also says. He says, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Oh, do we need mm -hmm. to hear that today? Because some people are brought under the power of their cell phone. 
Amen. Nothing wrong with your cell phone. Right. But it is something wrong to be brought under the power of your cell phone. Some people can't put their phone down. Mm -hmm. Right? Their phone is on. They can't put it on silent. That thing beats me. Okay, watch this. Tell the truth and shame the devil. How many of you read your Bible, your cell phone is on, your cell phone gives a notification, and you stop reading, and you stop focusing, and you look to see what who what that buzz was about. Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil. Amen. It's a diversion. Mm -hmm. At a time when we're supposed to be focusing in on God, our phone's next to us, because maybe we were checking scriptures on and all the rest of it, but doo 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 came across, and you wonder, who's that texting me this time in the morning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a diversion. And some people can't put their phones down, period. Amen. I mean, they can't. Their phone got to be on their side or right next to them from morning to night. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, and see, that's being brought under the power of it. That's dangerous. See, and Paul says, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I might be able to have a cell phone. Amen. If Paul was in modern day time, mm -hmm. I may be able to have a cell phone, but that phone's not going to control me. That phone's not going to have power over me. How many people really need to be delivered from their phone? Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that chime, <laughs> those notifications, Facebook got a notification. Ding. Isn't it? Don't just do that. It's like kind of, no, I don't have that. It's a dings. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, if, if you get alerts from different websites, they have certain notifications. Mm -hmm. ESPN got that din -in -in, din -in -in, or whatever. They got those things, man. Right. Don't let it have power over you. Now, Paul says something similar in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's look at verse 23. Because there he says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. That's the same thing he said in 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. And then he said, All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Mm -hmm. See, everything, he said, these things are lawful, but they don't build me up. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you got to realize, okay, yeah, I can do this thing, but is it building me up? Building me up how? Building you up in your most holy faith. Amen. Is it building you up in your trust in God? Is it building you up in the things of God? Those are the questions. So it's not so much, is the activity okay? Because that's just asking, is it lawful? What we need to ask is, is the lawful activity helpful is it putting me under its power? Is it building me up, right? And we want the permissible activity to build us up, to strengthen us, to help us, and and to not bring us under its power. Yes. And that's why we have to, I believe, look at our lawful activities and make sure they're not diversions. Because yes. if our lawful activities, the things that are fine to do in and of themselves, are diverting us away from God, then they're not helpful. Amen? And they're not building us up. Amen? And so, you know, I think about this, you know, that um, many times the things we want to do, we'll say things like what? It relaxes me. Yes. Be careful about those things. Amen. Why do you do that? It relaxes me. Well, <laughs> Jesus said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. 
Come on, somebody. If you have the rest of God, why do you need to relax? Amen. Jesus said, I'll give you rest. The body of Hebrews says that there is a rest for the people of God. Therefore, labor to enter into that rest. Because when you enter into the rest, you cease from your own labor, right? You cease from trying to do things on your own. And many times, the reason why we need these diversions or these things that could divert us is because, quite frankly, we don't want to deal with life. Right? We have problems, we have issues, that, that, that person in our life, our marriage, our family life, our job, our finances, our health, uh, the health of loved ones. We got all these concerns and they're crushing in, bills are piling up and everything else. And you know what? I just need an escape. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so some of us want to relax and so, you know, you know, that video game, oh, it just relaxes me. And so you play it for 10 hours. <laughs> Right. It relaxes me. Or what about this? It allows me to take my mind off of things. See, that's another dangerous thing. Right. Take your mind off of things because the Bible says if you keep your mind, glory to God, not take it off of stuff. Keep your mind. What? Stayed on him. Mm -hmm. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Yes. The devil, though, wants us to take our mind off of stuff. Right. And, and see. And we buy into that. And so I'm going to play the video game because it allows me to take my mind off of stuff. I'm going to play the video game for hours and hours because it relaxes me. But God has something better for us than relaxation. It's called rest. Rest mm -hmm. is better than relaxation. The rest of God that God gives us, the rest. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, not relaxation, rest. Rest is better. Because when we rest in God, then God takes over and does the rest. Glory to God. He does what we can. But we want to relax. Better to get rest than relaxation. Amen. Better to keep your mind stayed on God than to try to take your mind off your problems. See, you, we, we got to reach for the better. Some of these things could be good, but don't allow those things to keep you from the better. And there's something better for us. Rest in God better than relaxation. Amen. Keeping our mind on God is better than taking our mind off our problems. Amen. Now, if we look in Psalm 34, because that's where we started, and you say, well, why did we go there? Um, Psalm 34, verse 4 said, I sought the Lord, and he, the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Right. So the psalmist here, David, who wrote this, you know, he's saying, I got problems, but I sought the Lord. Amen. I didn't try to, you know, have my problem solved by, you know, getting into one of these lawful activities, whether it's sports or movies or video games or games on my phone or whatever and, and all those kind of things. I didn't do that. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And yeah, I had some things that were made me fearful, but he delivered me from them. And here's the thing. One of us, at, at some point, we have to ask, you know, the problems that we might be facing, and we might have some fears and some worries and some concerns, but are those things that we're using as diversion, are they going to deliver us from those things? Mm -hmm. The answer is no. See, David said, I sought the Lord. I didn't, I didn't seek my diversion because I was seeking deliverance. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, because you know what happens? After we engage in the activity that's lawful but might not be helpful, if we got into that activity in order to take our mind off of things or in order to escape or in order to relax, how many of you know that once you're finished, 
the thing that you were trying not to deal with is still there. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes it's not even still there in the same form. It now could be bigger. <laughs> it now could be worse. Right. Problems sometimes magnify because they just stay on the scene mm -hmm. and they get fed by more fear, more doubt, more anxiety. And as we feed a problem, that problem gets bigger. We're magnifying it. Mm -hmm. right? right. And so, you know, trying to run from it or get away from it. Okay, you might have spent a few hours watching that movie or binged on a movie all day, but at the end of that day, whatever you were trying to get away from is still there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And David said, I had some fears. I sought the Lord and he delivered me. Verse 5, he says, they looked unto him, or those that looked unto him, he says, were lightened or they were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried or prayed, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Mm -hmm. And see, this is the thing where we got to stay focused because, yeah, we got problems and, 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 and we have these things. And, and, you know, the bottom line is this. We know and understand and no one's going to try to play games here and act as if life is one big Bible study. We know and understand that life can weary us, yes. man. You know, mm -hmm. life can wear us out. The day after day struggles, the day after day problems, the day after day issues, those things that you've been believing on and praying on for years that are still in front of you, you know, the people who are, you know, maybe still operating against you. Life can be hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. So no one's going to try to sugarcoat that. Life can be hard. And so the natural tendency, especially after you've been dealing with it for so long, is you just want to get away from it. Right? I just, I, I just need to get away from this. I need an escape. Why? Because everything I've tried, right, hasn't worked. Yes. Or I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other and I've done this and I'm still here. So you know what? I, you know what? I'm I'm just going to and fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to watch TV. I'm just going to eat Haagen-Dazs ice cream. I'm just going to drink Jack Daniels. I'm just going to play golf until my arms fall off. I'm just going to play video games until my thumbs turn into nubs. I'm just going <laughs> to... Right? Because life is hard. And life can weary us. And no one's trying to, to pretend that that doesn't happen right. and just say to you, just keep your focus on God. You know, the Bible says, you know, set your heart on things above, not on things of this earth. And I'm not trying to diminish or, or, or make light of Scripture. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is sometimes, you know, we just toss around a Scripture to someone who's like, no, this is real. And, and I know that. Yes. I know I'm supposed to set my mind on things above and not things on my I know that. I know that where my heart is, where my treasure is there, my heart will be also. I know that. Right. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I know. Right? <laughs> and and right, but we also know that the reality is life sometimes comes crushing in and you just get tired, man. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you just want a break. Years ago, when we were when I was a kid and we were kids, there was a uh, commercial for I think it was bubble bath, 
Right? The cow gone. Right? Cow gone. Right? Take me away. Right? Yeah. The woman had such a terrible day that all she wanted to do was put some cow gone in her in her bath water, bubble bath, and it was like so relaxing, it just took her away from her problem. And that was the tagline, right? Cow gone, take me away. Yeah. And see, some of us have our own cow guns today, right? And again, it's the things we've been talking about. It's the social media. It's the phone. It's the laptop. It's the tablet. It's 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 the golf. It's 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 the gym. It's right. Mm -hmm. It's all kinds of things. For some people, it's work. And oh, glory to God! For some people, it's church. Yeah. Right. Some people stay so much in the church and doing something because really they're running from problems. Which is, is, we can get into that another day, but but it's all it's cow gone. Take me away. We want to get away from our problems and, and, and things like that, and it's understandable. But it's not the way we need to go, right? Because in the end, how many of you know a bubble bath can't take away your problems, right? right. A video game can't take away your problems. A good movie can't take away your problem. Good book can't take away your problems. Amen. A good glass of wine can't take away your problem. A good sherry, a good beer. Amen. You put it, it can't take away your problem. The only thing that can take away your problem is a good God. Amen. Yeah. Is a good God. And so that's why, you know, it says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Cause we get weary, but our strength can be renewed as we wait on God. And stay focused on him, right? And and just make sure that as long as hey, don't throw away your devices and and, and cancel your Netflix subscription. Just make sure they don't be a diversion. That's all right. God is saying. He's not saying to you toss everything. He's not saying to you that you now have to try to be something that you know you're not going to do. You know you're not going to spend twenty four seven reading your Bible. No one's talking about that. Okay. It's about examining what you're doing to see if maybe it's diverting you. It's lawful, but it may not be helpful. Yeah. It's lawful, but it may not be building you up. I remember years ago, my wife said something. She used a phrase I had never heard before, time stealer. Time waster, I think time she said. Waster. Time waster. It was something that was going on. You said, that's just a time waster. We got to be concerned about time wasters. Mm -hmm. Amen. Things that are just wasting our time. Sometimes it's people and all that, but we're not talking about that today. But but there are things that are just wasting our time. And after we engage in that activity, if we come back and the problem is still there, then we didn't we haven't accomplished anything. You're gonna need some more calcon. Amen. Amen. Um I wanna look at something and we're gonna get ready to leave. But you know, listen, right? If we wait on the Lord, he will renew our strength. Um, David said in another place in Psalm 103 that that God satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Right? Mm -hmm. See, God can renew our strength. He can renew our youth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so that we won't be weary. The reason why we get weary is many times we're trying to do on our own what is never God never intended for us to handle on our own, mm -hmm. right? And when we get diverted from spending that quality time with God, reading His Word, praying, fellowshipping with Him, and those types of things, when we get diverted, then we're not getting the strength. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Right? There's a reason why, right? God said that we need to be still and know that he's God. Right? And so in these troubled times, we, we've been talking about this for months now. In these troubled times, these challenging times, we need to make sure that we have that time with God so that our strength is renewed, our youth is renewed, mm-hmm. our minds are renewed, that we're, we're, we're replenished and we're, you know, we, we, we receive spiritual nourishment so that we can continue to fight the good fight of faith. Because otherwise we will get weary and when we get tired, man, we just want to get lost in our activities, man. Yes. They're lawful, but they're not helpful. Right? And how many of you want to get rid of your problems, not just run away from them? Right. Amen? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's look at uh, one scripture before we leave. And this is Second Corinthians. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 4. I think I realized that why I made those mistakes the other day, babe. Because I always was saying something is the easiest book to find in the Bible and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. That's it. I'm done. The second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight. Let's look at this. It says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Now, how can that be? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're troubled on every side. Yes, some people say, I'm troubled on every side, and I'm stressed out. <laughs> yep. He said, I'm troubled on every side, but I'm not distressed. Glory to God for that. See, a lot of us think we, that, that the secret to not being stressed is not having trouble. Mm-hmm. But Paul said, I got trouble everywhere, and I'm still not stressed. Wow. How does he able to say that? See, it's not about our problems going away sometimes, right? That's why God will deliver us from things. There's no question about that. But... When we talk about even if he doesn't, right. what do we do even if he doesn't? If that problem is still there, if that challenge is still there, now we're just going to be stressed out? But Paul says, I got trouble, but I'm not stressed about it. He said, I'm perplexed, meaning I don't know what to do, but it's not making me get this, this into to despair. People are hounding me like a dog, talking about me like a dog. I'm persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. I may be knocked down, but man, I'm not knocked out. Glory to God. Amen. How does that happen? Look what he says in verse 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. In other words, he said, I don't lose my connection to Jesus. Mm. Amen. Mm Amen. That's how I can be troubled on every side, but I ain't stressed out, right? I can be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. Why? Because I maintain my connection to God. I maintain my connection to Jesus. And let's look at verse 16. He says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See, that's that replenishing of our spirit, right? When we're going through all these problems and challenges, our inward man Mm -hmm. is renewed day by day. I can't stop my outward body from aging, right? but I can renew my inward man, right? And how do I do that? By not losing my connection to God. And so when we talk about staying focused in these in these times, it's really God saying to us to examine those lawful things, 
Amen. We're talking about lawful things. We're not talking about, we, we, we mentioned that Satan can do certain things and try to distract us and tempt us, and we all know those things. But here today, God is really talking about the lawful things, the things that are permissible for you to do. Just don't allow them to be a diversion yes. and, and, and take your focus off of where it needs to be. Because bottom line is we still need to be focused on the Lord. Amen? Yes. Psalm 91 uh, you know, God said, because, you know, because he has set his love upon me, yes. therefore will I deliver him. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. You see, you see, there's something that comes with a focus on God, right? Because he's focused on me and he has focused his attention on me and his heart is fixed on me. Therefore, will I deliver him? Glory to yes. God. You know, in Psalm, and I'm just going to read this, amen, and then we're going to we're going to leave. But in Psalm 112, it talks about the man whose heart is fixed on God. Amen. It says, um, talking about a good man, an upright man, uh, in verse 4, Psalm 112 and 4. It, it talks about the upright man and a good man in verse 5. And about this upright man and good man, it says in verse 7, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting mm -hmm. in the Lord. See, so it's not about the, the, the evil things, the bad things, the troubles just disappearing from your life. Right. That's not going to happen. Do we know that by now? Yes. That there's never going to come a day where there's no trouble? Yeah. Jesus says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Every day is going to have some evil. It's going to have some trouble that's sufficient <laughs> for right. that day. Right. <laughs> Amen. So it's, that, those things aren't going to happen. And so we got to get out of this fantasy world of thinking we're going to be happy and we'll be good once I get all rid of all my problems. That day's not happening on this side of glory. But if we stay connected to God and our heart is fixed, trusting in him, we stay focused, right? We can be like Paul and say, I ain't stressed out. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm troubled all over the place, but I ain't stressed out. Amen. Amen. And so God is speaking to us today. So one of the things we should do is just ask the, ask God to, to, glory to God, to examine the things that we're doing. And just make sure. And some of us know that we spend too much time doing certain things. Because God's already been talking to you about those things. Amen. Or too much priority. Amen. Because sometimes it's not just how much time. It's what you do first. Mm -hmm. right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. And so sometimes it's like we put other things before that connection to God. I'm going to watch this movie first and then. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Or we wake up in the morning and the first thing we check is our phone and see what we missed overnight. Mm -hmm. Instead of checking in with God in, in prayer and study and in devotionals. Right? And so it's those types of things. It's looking at the lawful things in our lives and saying, "Is it? you know what I mean? Am I allowing this to take me off of the course? Right. right? Um, praise God. You know, David said, he said, he said, by God, I'm able to run through troops. And by my God, I'm able to leap over walls. Mm -hmm. See, we can, we can succeed in this life, but it's not going to be through these diversions and these activities lawful as they may be it's only going to be by god that we're going to be able to run through troops and leap over walls it's only going to be by god that we're going to be able to triumph and to succeed 
Amen. Mm-hmm. And so we got to make sure we stay focused in these times and not allow these times to make us so frustrated that we just want to run away from it. Amen. Right. Amen. The cares of this life can, can can choke out the word of God, but that doesn't mean we're supposed to run away from them. We're supposed to confront them. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, run through troops and leap over walls. And so we praise God. He's keeping us where we're supposed to be. Amen. 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 And so uh, we're going to be making better choices, I believe, with our time. Amen. And continue to enjoy the things that God has given you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Enjoy those things that God has given you. Enjoy those activities that you have. Just don't allow them to siphon off your focus. Amen. 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 Let's pray today. Father, we thank you, God. We, yes, we thank God. you and we, we glorify your name, God. We thank you, God, for speaking unto us, God, and, and helping us, God, to, to remember Glory to God. Remember that you are our source. You are our strength. You are our all in all. And Father, you said it repeatedly in your word. Is there anything too hard for God? Nothing is too hard for you, God. And so whatever we're going through, God, whatever problems and challenges we have in our life, in our families, in this world, God, God. nothing is too hard for you. And so, Father, there is no need for us to get so caught up in our lawful things that we allow them to be a diversion. God, help us to strike the right balance, to enjoy those lawful things. You said you give us all things to enjoy. Help us to enjoy those lawful things, God, without them becoming a diversion in our life. Let us say that our phone will not be a diversion to us today, that our television will not be a diversion unto us today, that our music, that our job, that our our video games, that our golf games, and all these things, they will not be a diversion unto us today, but instead we will enjoy them in a balance that allows us to keep the main thing the main thing. And Father, the main thing is you. And so Father, we bless you and we Praise your glorious name for just helping us to reorient and refocus ourselves. But God, we're not presumptuous. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to do this. And so, Father, we're praying for help. Glory to God. We lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. Father, we know our help comes from you. So, Father, help us, O God, to walk out this word, to walk out our true desires. And that is to stay connected to you. while we yet enjoy the good things that you have blessed us with. And Father, we thank you for uh, putting us in balance and keeping first things first. So Father, we bless you and we praise you. We honor you and we give you glory for the practical things that you've spoken into our lives today. And we give you glory and praise now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. I know I need to hear this. Amen. Because, you know, I, I don't know about others, but there are things that, that there are times when I say, hey, I shouldn't be doing this that much. You know what I mean? And, and where does that come from? And we got to be mindful of those little promptings because that could yet be the Holy Spirit speaking to us and letting us know you're spending a little bit too much time on that thing right there. Yeah. He's not telling us it's bad. He's just saying it's just a little bit too much time. What's he saying? It's becoming a diversion. Amen. Amen. And so we need to be mindful of those types of things. Enjoy what you have. Um, enjoy the things that God allows you to have in your life. 
but um, make sure the lawful thing is also helpful and make sure it's also something that's building you up in your faith, at least not taking you away from it. Amen? Yeah. How about that? At least not taking us away from those things. Amen? Amen. So praise God. Um, be good. Enjoy the rest of the day. Uh, and again, to Jasmine, happy birthday. Can't wait to talk to her uh, in a little while. So we'll see you next time. Amen? Amen. Have a good Sunday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.